Welcome to the Get Your Edge podcast. I'm your host, Brian Bott, here with my co-host, Coach Manchie from, from Kimberly, Wisconsin. Coach, you've been just you've been getting after it this morning already, huh? Just going? Holy smokes. Hey, it's October 1st. I'm jacked. You know, it's getting to be that time of the year. End of fall sports and tournament time's coming up pretty quick here. And the weather's changing. A lot of football out there to watch, college football. There's NFL football and uh, just a great time of the year. I love the fall, Brian. Well, like you said, for those of us that are that are in the in the quote unquote business world, this is the fourth quarter. This is the fourth quarter, so yes. you got to finish. Got to finish the year off strong. Don't start looking ahead to twenty twenty four. You know, if you have resolutions, start them now. If you want to start a fitness resolution, why wait three months? Start it now. If you have a resolution to do something else, why wait? Okay, that's three months out of your life that that you don't get a chance to get better. Dog, let's talk college football just real quick. Yesterday, what what game did you watch? Any of the games? Did you get a chance to see anything? What surprised you? What 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 caught your eye? I did. I, I checked out a lot of that Colorado game, Brian. You know, just uh, the prime and all the buzz. Coach Prime. Obviously, obviously, their schedule like that with you know just having Oregon and then USC. I just wanted to see how those athletes in that program and how Prime was going to respond to that that embarrassing loss. Yeah week before so that it tells me a lot about you know their coaching staff their kids what's some of the grit that they have and uh coming back and playing a top top opponent like usc never giving up you know without let's be honest one of their star players two of them is, right because shiloh uh, played there. yeah yeah and, and it was huge so you know that program you know where it's going it's going up and um when you when you hold kids accountable and you have incredibly high standards, whether it's a business, whether it's a team, whether it's your family, good things are going to happen, Brian. Well, I think the two games that I, I really looked at yesterday, I looked at obviously the Colorado USC game and, and no doubt that would have been a really easy time for those kids to shut it down at halftime. You know, I think they, you know, they were, they were getting pushed in pretty good, you know, and it says a lot for those kids. I think the other game that I watched that, that really sent a lot about what, you know, kids should see and and things like that is the is the Notre Dame Duke game that we stayed up and watched that last night, where Notre Dame found a way to come back and win after a really tough tough game and tough loss to Ohio State the week before. I mean, those are great messages, right? You can't let the same team beat you twice, you know. And and, and Notre Dame's coaches, credit to them. You know, Joe Rudolph is a is the O line coach there, former former Badger coach. Um, and some of those guys over there that, you know, they they found a way to win this week. And I, that was a great game to watch. And, you know, I think, you know, hopefully Duke's quarterback is, is okay. I know he got hurt, I think, on one of the last plays. He's a big-time player, and you never want to see that happen to any kid. But um, I think it's really neat to see some of these schools that are, quote-unquote, associated as being basketball schools, like a Duke, um, having a lot of success in college football. So I think it's it's really neat, again – NIL transfer portal gives these schools, you know, hopefully a chance to, to start competing with some of the big dogs. All right, dog, Steve Breitenstein, we got, we got, a, we're going to fire it today. We're going to fire it sharpening the edge today for our, for our listeners. All right. So we're going to hit Steve Breitenstein. Um, one of Steve's topics that, that we talked about that we loved. I mean, we thought it was a, it was a great message was don't overcoach and let the kids figure things out. Um, I, uh, I see it with, with you sports all the time. You know, we're seeing it all the time, you know, nine and 10 year olds, um, you know, being coached to win versus coached to learn, you know, and I think that's, if you're coaching you sports, first off, thank you. 
right? Because we need more people, you know, because you got to volunteer a lot of times to help with youth sports and youth kids and stuff like that. Um, but if you're working, whether it's a private sector, like a sports advantage, um, or, you know, if you're volunteering, you know, let kids make mistakes. That's how they learn. That's how they, you know, learn to face adversity, you know, in an easier level. Um, and Steve really w- was big on that. Ryan. Yeah. I think from a coach's standpoint, it's important, but I think more importantly, from a parent standpoint, it is huge. I think too many times we're always looking to bail out our sons or daughters and, and not let them really be able to, you know, figure things out on their own. And whether that's dealing with a coach, whether it's dealing with a teammate, maybe that's dealing with something else that's going on. But I think giving them those opportunities to try to figure things out instead of just give them the answers right away. I think everyone wants that quick fix, that microwavable, hey, teacher, hey, coach, hey, mom, dad, give me the answer. But, you know, and they want to move on. I think just being patient, letting them figure some stuff out is really going to make a big difference. You know, a lot of that, Brian, as far as I'm concerned, too, is just kids don't really go and do creative play, for example, in the yards and on the playgrounds, like I believe we did in our generation. And a lot of that is gone. And, you know, sometimes boredom's good. You have to be creative. Sometimes boredom and being isolated by yourself creates incredible ideas. I know from your you know, instance, being a business owner, sometimes being alone, you know, a little meditation, taking the dogs for a walk. Them are the times where you come up with the most brilliant ideas to take your business or if you're a coach, take your yeah. team to a new level. Absolutely. Yeah, I think, Dean, what you know, what you hit on is a creative play. I mean, how many kids do we see out in their driveway? You know, how, well, first off, how many basketball hoops do you see attached to houses anymore? None. You know what I mean? Everybody's got this fancy court or whatever. And, um, you know, and how many kids you go to the park and do you think they're they're emulating Giannis or, you know, Damian Lillard? Heck of a trade, by the way, by the Bucs to get that. But that's going to be exciting. Um, or 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 LeBron, like, like we used to do. I mean, there were days upon days that, you know, I'd be out in my driveway, you know, after watching a Bulls game and trying to do every move that you saw Jordan do or out throwing the football to my, you know, to yourself. And, you know, you wonder how guys are able to make some of these plays. Well, they've probably done it numerous times, um, you know, in, in type practice situation like that. But I, I just, I think we live in a society now where, um, you know, nine and 10 and 11 and 12 year olds, you know, everything is about winning and everything is predicated on winning. I see youth, um, youth teams posting their record over the last two or three years that they won a hundred games in a, you know, summer baseball, you know, summer baseball team at the end of the day, hopefully that, that hopefully that's a good thing, you know, um, that all those kids will end up playing high school baseball because that should be the goal of youth sports. I know at, at Kimberly Dean, I know, you know, I'm sure coach Chad's the same, but I know in talking with coach Jones, the most important thing with youth football was that every kid wanted to play high school football. And then, with freshman football, the most important thing is that every kid would come out and try and play in the junior varsity or get a chance to play, you know, and, and, and giving kids the opportunity um, for that. And and parents, you know, just a quick message, you guys, like you guys got to be careful on some of this stuff, you know, always protecting your son or daughter from, from hard situations or from failure. 
you know, or making excuses why they fail. Like when you make an excuse why your son or daughter fails and then wonder why they make excuses, um, you're, you're not living in reality. They, they're going to emulate and say the same stuff you are. Kids learn. Young people learn by seeing and then by doing. So making, making excuses for your kids um, for why they, they face adversity is probably the worst thing you can do for them. You should embrace it. I think one of the things, Dean, that we do at Sports Advantage is when a kid makes a mistake, like a technical error or something like that, and a coach pulls them aside and, and coaches them on the technical error, and then he or she goes and does the exercise right, we praise them at a high level for make not for doing it right, but for making the correction, because that to me is the learned application that young kids need. Um, let's see here. Number two with Steve, hit movement patterns and speed early in the athlete's career. Awesome, right? Movement. Teach kids how to move. It's it's shocking. Um, and I don't know how you see it as kids get into high school, but a lot of young kids, and I'm when I say young, like eight to twelve, um, have a hard time just running. You know, they have a hard time, you know, you know, maybe doing a cut and coming out of it. I mean, I think it comes back to the fact that unless kids these days are in a scenario where they're in a programmed training regimen they're probably not out running around and doing a bunch of that stuff unless it's like a game or a practice. Sorry, right. I talked a long time there, dog. I talked a long time. No, that's good. And I, I think it's so important. You know, we're so quick to get kids into sports, but that we teach them how to move correctly and to be able to decelerate and be able to really hone in on their bodies because so many times at the younger ages they are growing so fast you know, what are we doing from a situation where we can get them to move well? And I just love Buddy Morris's thing. If you can't move, you can't play. And right. everybody wants to do all this fancy stuff and they want to train like the pros and do all this, but you have to really marry the fundamentals. And I think that's so important, Brian, in your case, in your setting is to get young kids to be able to understand how to apply force to the ground how to have the proper angles to display that power and then get them to be able to get strong once they learn those patterns. And you look at most of the research, if you really truly want to work on somebody's technique as far as speed, a lot of that research is between ages eight and 13. Right. To really hone in on learning how to move correctly. Once it gets past that, a lot of times it's very difficult to change a lot of their technique as far as running and jumping and stuff. So I think, you know, places like yourself, sports advantage can give an athlete a huge advantage because you ingrain those movement patterns correctly at an earlier age, and then they build on them as they get older. What I think, you know, kind of building off that Dean, you know, Steve's in a unique scenario, right? Cause they're, mainly a speed and movement facility there that's their emphasis and i think you know our philosophy and his philosophy in how they train seem to be very similar you know and talking with them on the thought process now his philosophy on need versus our philosophy on need is different but i think the one thing that we definitely both agreed on is filling the athletes gaps you know there's definitely a need for 
you know, things that Steve and TC Boost do within the high schools because most high schools don't have the ability to run a full, you know, strength and conditioning program like a college, which would include movement, which would include, change, you know, a lot of change of direction. Some people just don't have the big enough school. You know, they don't have the gym space. I mean, you know, we run into it with some of the schools that we do consulting for is that they don't, they, they have one or two gyms and well, in, in the fall, you know, volleyball is using the gym, you know, in the afternoon and, and evenings. And then in the winter, you know, men's and women's basketball is using the gym. And then you have softball and baseball that are using it for practice. So, there becomes a huge advantage and a huge value add if you're in a scenario like a sports advantage or a TC boost with finding and, and working with the schools. You know, there's so many other places that we come in contact with, you know, are, are trying to work against the schools where they're telling the kids, you should be with us, not there. That's, that's wrong. That's the wrong message. And I love Steve's message of, Hey, you know, a lot of these kids are getting their strength work taken care of at their high school. Now we're filling in the gaps with the speed and movement stuff. I know that that's something that, that you support as well. Absolutely, Brian. That filling the gaps, I really liked when he said that because every high school athlete, college athlete, has a gap that needs to be filled. Yeah. And part of the strength conditioning process as a coach is to be able to figure out what gap that is. And that's, you know, we talk about your system, the conjugate system. That's really what the auxiliary lifts and the repeated effort is doing is filling in those gaps Correct. it's filling in those gaps to push those you know that maximal effort or that rate of force development that explosive movement to really figure all that out work all of it together to best uh, help the athlete improve athletic wise well there's no doubt the conjugate method is definitely not one-dimensional so we'll just leave that there 100 yeah all right, let's get to the ladies. Let's get to the ladies here. Let's get to Kyla and Allie. It's been, it seems like forever since we talked to them. Um, you know, Allie's back on, on the volleyball court. I know she was dealing with a sprained ankle um, when, when we talked to her, uh, but she was back. Her first, I just want to give her a shout out, her first live, I guess you would call it play in volleyball. Um, the other team served. Uh, Illinois State returned it. Uh, the team they were playing returned it, and Allie had a kill on her very first um, play, I guess you call it, in volleyball, which was which was awesome to see. Um, cool video. I actually give it to you. Maybe we can even put it in the in the notes or anything like that. But anyways, congratulations, Allie. Oh my gosh, yeah. And Kyla's at UW now, living life, um, getting her, getting her uh, track and field stuff going, which is awesome. So, anyways, um, with the girls, you know, I think we talked about this a little bit earlier. The the value of parents pushing their pushing them but also letting them choose their path and I think again we see that so often with I see this when we have some of our parents come into our gym and we sit down you know we do free evaluations at sports advantage at all of our gyms so those of you that listen in the Appleton area you know get ready to get your evaluations done when when we come to town um but you see this a lot when, when parents come in with their kids, 12, 13 years old, you know, and we sit down and we always say, Hey, what are your goals? Hey, what are you trying to get accomplished? Because again, every kid that comes into a, a, a training facility has a different mindset. Some of the kids have never trained before and they don't know what to expect. Some of the kids are highly intrinsically motivated. Some kids are kind of just like tipping their toe in the water. So we want to get an idea of, of, you know, what motivates the the young athlete, you know, what, why they're here. And, What's really hard to listen to sometimes is 
when parents say, well, I need him or I need her to do this. And I need, I need that, you know, parents, it's not about you. It's not about you. You know what I mean? What, what your athlete needs is to be in an environment where they can learn how to be pushed, learn how to take coaching um, and then kind of go from there. And a lot of times parents will, and I was guilty of this too, Dean, you know, I pushed my kids at an early age and I, I thank my, my wife for this um, with some of the boys. I pushed my kids at an early age to play baseball. You know, um, I obviously love the sport of baseball. I played it in college, had a very successful career. And I remember with Carson, who's now my oldest at, at Memorial, at a senior getting ready to graduate, I remember signing him up for, for baseball. And I remember sitting there with Corey and she's like, well, why did you sign him up? He, he really doesn't want to play. And I'm like, what do you mean he doesn't want to play? And she goes, he just doesn't, he doesn't like it. He feels like there's pressure because you played and he, he it's not something he enjoys. And I think the underlying message parents is that your kids are going to want to make you happy. Like as a parent, if you're pushing them, you know, as young kids, they, they want you, you know, they want to make you proud. So they're going to do the things that if you push too hard, they're still going to do it instead of giving them the option, like letting them choose what they want to do. Um, and that was one of the best learning experiences for me as a father is to just say, you know what, if you don't want to play, you know, don't play, let's find the things that you want to do. Because when kids are in activities that they really enjoy, they're going to put more effort towards it. And they're really going to be, and they're really going to go after it at a, at a really um, quality level. I like that, Brian. You know, it's a good, a good example. And I think, you know, the example you gave, I think a lot of parents that were past collegiate athletes or high school athletes, you know, have that dream because it's, you know, something that they really enjoyed and they would maybe learn so much from playing the sport and life lessons as well that you figure, hey, I want my son or daughter to engage in this type of activity. What we do have to realize is every individual is different. And, you know, what we want to do as parents is really find out what makes our kids or helps our kids become happy. And I, I think there's there's got to be some guidance there because obviously when you're dealing with kids, that frontal lobe isn't fully developed. So we have to guide them. But I think the thing is, if a person decides to go out and do a sport and then it is halfway through the season, you shouldn't allow your student or your son or daughter, I should say in this case, quit. I think that is a big thing that I see a lot of times is, you know, when things get hard, you can't just, again, it talks about what we talked about before is, you know, do it for them. Allow them to just quit. And kids are always going to take the path of least resistance. So that is super important, but guiding them, finding out what they like, and then helping them accomplish those things. And when they hit a roadblock, because every athlete is going to hit a roadblock, and there's going to be times where they're not going to want to do the sport or their activity or go work out. That is going to happen. Tell them that it is normal and that you don't bail them out right away. Because every time something gets hard and you bail that individual out, there, there's going to be a quitting mindset there. So just tell them that's part of the process and failure is going to only help you become a lot better. And I think too many people push, 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 push. And then it can get very unhealthy as far as the relationship with the parent and the son or daughter. 
So I think you got to understand and say, if you're involved, that's great. Be supportive. Tell them you really enjoyed watching them play. Try to leave it at the field, at the court, at the diamond, at the track, whatever. Not bring it back into the car, not take it to the dinner table, and not have those type of situations, those encounters where you're constantly perseverating on what happened and just move on. And I think that that's the biggest thing. Even kids right now that are out for a sport and you have a bad practice or something bad comes up or a coach just, you know, chews on you a little bit because you know, you, you were loafing. And let's be honest, everyone loafs a, a day of practice and it happens. You just got to understand, let it be a coaching moment, taking what was said and then just don't let it affect the next practice. Go back in and say, yep, you know, Coach, I don't totally agree with what the coach said or my parents said, but, you know, I'm going to look at their side and my side and kind of, you know, put things in perspective. And, yes, I could try a little harder. Yes, I was kind of messing around a little bit. And make that a learning experience to make sure it helps you in the next practice, next game, whatever. Yeah, I think that's a great message, Gene. I know, you know, I've talked about it numerous times about, you know, learning that after the game, you know, you never talked about, things that happened during the game until we got home. You know what I mean? Because at the end of the day, you know, like, let's be realistic as parents, we're into the games, you know, and especially like if you're, if you're coaching your son or daughter, which is really, you know, it can be hard to do because that, uh, you know, you want to talk, but, you know, give it a little time to cool off after a game. Like if something bad happens or negative happens, you know, give it, give it some time. Um, but, um, you know, push your kids, you know, that the, there's nothing wrong with pushing them to be great. And I like what you said, Dean, about, hey, if you go out, like, you got to finish. Like, you know what I mean, you know, you have the choice. If you want to play, that's great, but you're not going to quit because, you know, things are going to get hard. You know, things are, you may not have a great team. You know, you may not get the ball all the time. You may not score, you know, but going into it, you're going to commit. You're going to be a great teammate um, and you're going to finish it. And that, that is a message that has to be shared all the time with, with kids, no matter how rough the coaching situation is, no matter whether you agree with the coach or not, um, the lesson that young people can learn from going through adversity um, and, and maybe not having the success, it teaches them how to finish, teaches them how to make adjustments and, and move forward. Last one here, and this is obviously a, a favorite topic of ours uh, with Kylan Alley training as an athlete versus sport specific. And, you know, with those of you guys uh, that have, you know, seen Allie or Kyla, their, their, their body types are completely different. Uh, they're different athletes. Obviously Kyla is a track athlete. First and foremost, Allie is a, is, is a volleyball type athlete, but at, at, you know, the two years they were with us, they trained virtually the same exact movements, um, well, I shouldn't say exact movements because again, with the conjugate method, we're rotating, you know, max effort exercises. So in a week, you know, one could be doing one movement, one could be doing another, but they get to it. So same, same philosophical, same sprint volume, same jump volume, 100% across the board. So, and, and, and both girls, uh, some of their results are pretty much off the charts. And so again, train your kids like athletes stay away from that sports specific talk because again um you, you can't do sports specific training in the weight room it's that simple brian big believer in that you have to have the foundation you have to have the building blocks 
in order to get better as an athlete. And most athletes that we're talking about right now are beginner, intermediate athletes. Hey, save, save the specific stuff to when they're at a very elite level already. You know, when, when it's, when when you're a professional, you're doing elite stuff. When you're at a very, very high level, high schoolers, middle schoolers, even college age, you don't need to be sports specific. You are probably still building on what you need to do in order to be more explosive as an athlete and obviously decrease your chance of injury. So I think a lot of that, Brian, is people trying to sell people trying to make money and it drives me crazy when every you know young coach or coaches in sports will say well we got to do this because I went to this clinic I went to this conference and you know hockey players got to do this and soccer kids got to do this and softball players got to do this you know if you want to sprinkle an exercise in here and there do you think there's some value to it that's fine but the steak and the meat and potatoes that has got to be consistent and a good sound training program. Oh, steak. We had a big steak last night, dog. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, develop the, develop the athletic, you know, capabilities, you know, develop speed, develop movement capabilities, uh, develop strength, develop power, um, and then develop confidence as well. You know, I think that that is the foundation of what athletic performance is all about. Um, do your best to to mitigate injuries. Obviously, um, can't prevent everything, um, but the goal should be to to do as much as you can to keep the athletes uh, on the court, field, diamond, pool, all those different things, and go from there. Dog Fox Valley throws. What do we got? Still get sessions every Fire Sunday, minute. all the way through October. So we have a session today at three thirty to five, and um, and it will continue and do four more after that, and. Just awesome time of the year to fire and really, you know, athletes, you create distance in the off seasons. I'm a firm believer in that. And if you're doing something, you're getting a huge competitive advantage. How about sports advantage coach? Well, we're open sports advantage Appleton. I think yes. that's, that's, a, <laughs> that is. You know, I'm excited. Coach oh. Megan's excited. You're getting tons of messages from people oh. in the Fox Valley. Brian, I'm happy for you. You know, we've been friends forever. And you know that there's a ton of great athletes in the Fox Valley area. I can definitely contest to that because I've seen so many different sports and athletic contests. There's so many great athletes. And I'm fired up, Brian, because I know lots of people ask me, you know, obviously where you can you go to get that competitive advantage. And I got a clear-cut answer, sports advantage. When are you going to be opening up? Well, we're looking at January 1. You know, we're, we're uh, going to be on West Claremont Avenue, kind of over by the, the Champion Center there, um, near where facility, yeah, n- near yes. where Brian Butch runs a lot of his camps. For those of you young basketball players, uh, quick plug to Brian and his camps. Um, so, yeah, so uh, new development that is that's going up. We're very excited. They're going to have, I think, eight to ten buildings in that area. We're going to be in the first building that goes up. And a uh, huge shout out to some of the people in the Fox Valley, uh, Mike Madkey, who, who, who helped us with this. And um, definitely, you know, you and Coach Mangan and, and you know, a lot of the, the, the Kimberly staff that has always been supportive of us, you know, from afar. And, uh, you know, Appleton North, obviously, we, we work closely with that high school and Bayport and De Pere and some of the other schools that we work with in the Fox Valley that have been ultra supportive of Sports Advantage and this is something that that 
I personally have wanted for for a while, uh, a long time. And and as you know, we've been looking and looking and looking, and you know, we we wanted to find the right spot. And as we've had conversations and with Coach Mangan and about making sure we find the right spot that that can support a lot of the schools. Right, we didn't want to be in an area that would only support a couple of schools. We wanted to be in an area that could support so many of the Fox Valley schools um, in that area, you know, and being a, a drivable distance for athletes and, and parents. And it's just really special for me because obviously being a Oshkosh Titan and, and from the Fox Valley and, and spending, you know, six or seven years of my life in that amazing, amazing part of our state. Um, I just, I just can't wait um, to, to bring sports advantage there and, and, you know, see what we can do with, with an already um, incredible athlete population, but to also bring our culture, you know, of being consistent, relentless effort and taking ownership and, and, you know, really contribute to the community uh, in Appleton and then the surrounding communities, because that's, that's something else that we definitely do. And uh, yeah, we're, we're jacked up and, you know, we're not, we're not done with the surprises with the Appleton uh, facility yet. So there, we'll have a couple more coming pretty soon. Well, Brian, this is going to be good because all the sports advantages around the state of Wisconsin are a little bit of ways away from me. So I'm super excited brand new facility. It's going to be awesome. So I'm happy for you, Brian. And Thanks, continue to make a difference with all the athletes in the state of Wisconsin. Well, I appreciate it. But I think on our next episode, we might announce another one. What do you think of that? Should we announce another one on the next episode? We'll do that. How about that? Because <laughs> we got another one. Coming. Good to I'm, me. Jacked up. I'm jacked up. So, um, yeah, that's going to that's gonna end this episode of the Get Your Edge podcast. Enjoy enjoy your week. Um, no Packer game on Sunday, but we got the Browns. So, so, Corey will be happy. We'll watch the Browns. Hopefully get another win today, and we'll go from there. Enjoy your week, everybody. We'll uh, see you next time. Chop it. Chop it.